Okay. So, a couple, a couple public service announcements. Number one, there will not be Chabura, unfortunately, tomorrow night and Tuesday night. Um, tomorrow night I have Chasana, it's Farish Achtas Chasana. Tuesday night is PTA. So, I'm, I feel bad, but the, such days happen. Number two, Rabbi Eichensen told me to pass along that they're purposely making the CM at, you know, at 8.30 and like the, it'll get underway late to accommodate anyone that has a cashier to Dafyaymi that they could just pop over there right after we finish here. Those are the uh, public service announcements. Um, okay, so on Thursday night we were discussing how to make a hamaytzi. Actually, the last couple nights before Thursday night, we were discussing how to make a hamaytzi. And it seems posh it that if you have a shalim that is gishmak, then of course you go with the gishmak a shalim. We were dealing with a slice versus a shalim, gishmak a slice versus a shalim, maybe it's a machalikis tanayim, meniach prusa hashlema, that you could, you could accommodate both shittas by putting the, the piece into the shalim. And that was, that was last week's raid. We now start, I would say it's seven, eight lines from the bottom of Daf Lamed Tess Amid Beis. Omar Rav Papa. That maybe when it came to a weekday and it came to Shalem and not Shalem, etc., there was what to talk about. Amr of Papa Hakal Maidim, that this Eitzah that we were discussing during the week, taking one Shalem and one broken bread, putting them together and making a on that, is a way to accommodate all Shittas, is a way to accommodate the Shittas that a shalling always wins. It's a way to accommodate the shita that a gishmak, a broken piece of bread, always wins. That may be a, a compromise during the year. It may be an eitzah during the year. Amr. Amr of Papa says the Gemara, Hakol Moedim, Bepesach, on Pesach, Shemeniach Prusa Besecha Shlema, that on Pesach, that's definitely the way to go. You take a broken bread, which in Pesach's case is matzah. You take a broken matzah, and you take a and you take a matzah shalim, and that is how you make hamotzi maitaima. Why? Why is that on Pesach? Lechem oyniksiv. That's the way of poor people that they don't give up on their on their half of breads and they keep their breads. Rashi says, Darkash Ani, Beprutza, a Ani always goes with a broken piece of bread. So on Pesach, everyone does this Eitzah of taking a whole bread and a half bread and making Hamoitzi on it together. What we said last week was an Eitzah to accommodate our Shittas becomes, becomes the main sheet on Pesach. Now, oh, so a simple reading of this Gemara would tell you that 
on Pesach, you start with two matzahs, you then break one matzah in half, and when you, and then when you make hamaytzi, by maytzi matzah, you make hamaytzi on one and a half matzahs. That's what the Gemara says. Hakom maytim Pesach. You take the broken matzah and put it into the whole matzah and you make hamoitzi on that. And this is the shita of the gra. This is what the gra did. This is the lashon, the gra in Shulchan Aruch. He would start only with two. The Gro is not alone. This is in fact the Rif and Rambam Shita in the Gemara and Psachim Daf The Rif and the Rambam in, in, in the Gemara and Psachim learn that by the Seder you start with two matzis and when you break one of the matzis by Yachatz for Lechem Oini, that leaves for Lechem Mishnah, one and a half breads. And this is Mamish, the Lashon of our Gemara. So the Rif and the Rambam and the Gera is, is Mamish what our Gemara sounds like. But as you well know, I don't think we have any Gera Nicks over here. And I don't even think that any Svarda, maybe Temanashir, Taka do this by the Seder, but Rashi and Taisis and the Rush all say that Pesach is no worse than any other Shabbos and Yontif. And any Shabbos and Yontif, you have to have Lechem Mishnah. So on Pesach, you're not going to go less than a regular Shabbos and Yontif. And what the Gemara just means over here, when it says, it doesn't mean that's it. It means as far as this eights of putting a Prusa with a Shlema, you do that on Pesach. Al-Bravada on Pesach, you have besides the broken matzah, you have, you have a real matzah. So Rashi and Taisas aren't the gestert by this Gemara, even though this Gemara sure sounds like the Rif and Rambam and the Gura. So that is one reaction to what we said last week. Again, we said last week as a compromise during the week, if you have a whole challah that's not Gishmak, a shalim that's not geshmak, and a prusa that's geshmak, you put them together and you make hamoitzi on both of them. It's all the same, yes. But on Pesach we find this etzah, which means, which means, you if if it was up to you, you would make on either, either the shalim or the prusa. Why both? So the Gemara is saying that this etzah that we said a whole year to make on both the prusa and the shlema becomes what you do on Pesach. That is one um, takeoff of what we said last week. Now, says the Gemara, Omer of Abba, Ubishabis, and on Shabbos, this becomes not acceptable. Chayiv Adam Levtsoya al Kikris. On Shabbos, a person has to make Hamoitzi on two chalas. My taima lechem mishnixiv. It's shtayin tayra lechem mishnixiv. In fact, Amr of Ashi, Chazina of Kahana, I saw of Kahana, the Nokitarti, he held 
both chalas in his hand, ubatsa chad, but he only cut one of them, which is our minik. So the Gemara says that as opposed to what you should do during the week or what you could do during the week, prusim b'seich as opposed to what you have to do on Pesach, prusim b'seich on Shabbos you have to have lechem mishnah. Shteid lechem mishnah in the Torah. And what do you do? You take two and cut one. So, which one do you cut? Kenny, we were talking about this a little while. So, Durama says, uh, the Shulchan Aruch says, Shulchan Aruch says, you cut the bottom challah. Which means you're supposed to hold the challahs one on top of another. I'm, I'm bedafka putting my left hand here. I'm a righty. You, your left hand here, you hold the top challah. Your right hand, you hold the bottom challah because you're going to cut the bottom challah. So that's why it's in your right hand. You, you cut the bottom challah. The Ramah says that's only on Friday night, but on Shabbos day or any Yontif meal, both night and day, you cut the top challah. This is Alpi Kabbalah, so Azeidus. Uncovered, right? Like we said. Uh, no, I mean, covered. Out of the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to touch him. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. Great apologies to, to Nasim. Um, if you're going to eat both, you can take off the chalabek. That's, that's the Shulchan Arach and the Ramah. The Bach says you always, you always cut the top one, which obviously, which obviously we don't do. Now, the Bach has a very simple reason. The Bach, the Bach holds, and this is always true, that whatever is closer to you, you're not allowed to bypass to do a mitzvah. So if the top chal is technically closer to you, you have to use the top chal. This is one of the rare instances in halacha where Kabbalah trumps halacha. Which means we have... Yeah, tell that to the Bach. Yeah, no, but in those, in those, if, if, if the Bach knew this was possible, the Bach held that the top one is, is closer to you. So this is one of the rare cases in, in Shas, or in Halacha, that a, before Shalacha, a Mavir and gets trumped by Kabbalah all the time. There's Svaris in Kabbalah to do not what we do. For instance, we never cover our Shal Reish. Alpi Kabbalah, you're supposed to cover your Shal Reish. You know, beside Mikubalim, no one covers the Shal Rosh. Why? Because you're not supposed to cover your Shal Rosh. I, I'll pick Kabbalah, you're supposed to. We go, whenever there's a steer between Kabbalah and Halacha, we go to Halacha. This is one of the cases that you go, I'll pick Kabbalah, not I'll pick Halacha. To finish this hack, we have to do one more line in Gemara. So, during the week, Prusim Sech Pesach, Prusim Sech Shabbos, Lechem Mishnah. Lechem Mishnah, Reb Ashi, Reb, sorry, Reb Zera, Reb Zera cut, uh, Reb, sorry, Reb Ashi said in the name of Ghana, you take two chalas and cut one. Reb Zera, we're going to read this from Rabbi Rashi first. Havabotza Akula Sherusa. Reb Zera would cut for himself Akula Sherusa. The amount of challah he would eat for the entire meal. Which means, you know, I guess he was pretty yekish and he had like his 
by me, I have no idea how many slices of challah eat on average on average Friday night. I, I, I don't count. But apparently, uh, Reb Zeira did. So let's say Reb Zeira knew that, like, in your average Friday night meal, you'd have one piece of challah by the challah, like one for the dips, one for the gefilte fish, and like you know, one for the rest of the meal. So let's say that that's this much challah. So Reb Zeira would cut for himself a hunk of challah that would be his portion for the entire meal. And this was his way of being mechabev, the mitzvah of Sudha Shabbos, by showing, I'm so excited, I'm going to chap the ganze piece that I'm going to eat for the meal, I'm going to take it now. To a trabashi, amalei ravino doesn't he appear like a glutton? Which means it's not nice to take six pieces of challah at once. It doesn't appear refined. And a fresh tzach, Reb was a refined person. So how did Reb do something that gave such an unrefined appearance? Amalei, listen. Came into Kal Yuma, Lai since every day he didn't do this. about during the week. Reb ate very shparavdik. He ate very, very, very minimalistic. He only took exactly how much he needed, one at a time. And he acted totally out of character on Shabbos. Obviously, what he was doing out of character wasn't a gluttony thing. It was a covered Shabbos, a, a covered Suda Shabbos thing. And therefore, he was okay to do that. We just read the Gemara like Rashi. And this Gemara had nothing to do with the last Gemara, except that it talked about cutting the challah on Shabbos. Let's reread the Gemara Al-Pidharajba. Reb Zeira, so the last Gemara said, Reb Ashi Sarav Kahana, he took two chalas and cut one. Reb Zeira have a botza kula sherusa. Reb Zeira would cut all of the chalas, which means he had Lechem Mishnah like the Gemara was talking until now. According to the Rajah, the Gemara reads beautifully. He had Lechem Mishnah like we were talking until now, but rather than cut one, top, bottom, rather than do what Rav, Rav Ashi saw Rav Kahana do, he would take the two chalas and cut straight through them. He would cut through two chalas. Nothing to do with how big of a piece he was taking, like Rashi. Like Rashi, the sugya took like a sharp left turn. Like the Rajba, it's mamish, it's following up the last shita with a different shita of how you're supposed to conduct Lacha Mishnah. The Rajba says, you cut through both chalas. To which Ravina asked the same kasha, a little less sharp, eye that appears gluttonous, now, it's not that gluttonous. <coughs> it's a little gluttonous. Why are you cutting through two chalas at once? Why don't you take one? If you finish it, do another one. So it's a little less sharp. To which the Gemara said, And that is how the Rajba learns the Gemara. Obviously, the Mechaber, because this is what we do. Paskins like the first way we read. The Gra went like the Rajba. The grog went like the Rajma. The grog took both of the chalas at every meal 
and slice them in half, I'll pee the Rajma. They explain the Grah, I'll pee the Zayar. That the Zayar says that a person should have 12 Chalas on Shabbos, and certain Rebbes are ta'enfurizing, is ta'kin na'ig, to have, to have 12 Chalas, you know, to have 12 Chalas on Shabbos, so the Grah wanted to be Mekayim the Zayar. Aber, how do you have 12 Chalas on Shabbos? Aber, if each, if each suit is two chalas, and you cut both chalas in half, then you have four chalas per suda. You have three suddas Shabbos, Friday night, Shabbos day, Shabbos. Three times four is 12. And al yidei, cutting both chalas in half, you have a kiyom of the zayar of 12 chalas on Shabbos. And this is what the Arizal was naig. And the gra went al the Rajba with the Arizal, and that's how the gra did. And that's how he understood this Gemara. So from this Gemara is Nevea, a big, big, big chilek in how you conduct Lecha Mishnah on a Friday night. Do you pick one chala? If you pick one chala, obviously like the Grah, obviously like the Grah, the whole raid of top chala, bottom chala, Ramah is not Negea. It's not Negea because if you're cutting both chalas, you're cutting straight through. They're all in the same place. There's not one on top, one on bottom. You're taking one versus the other. And the grah you're taking off, so he averts that whole, that whole hot. The grah cut through everything and went like the Rajma. So it's not like Al Pikabala, just this is how the Rajma learned the Gemara. And this is what the grah did. Well, I in the Sugula L that that even if you cut them, it's the prusa came from a shalim, and it still has a din of chal. Good, good point. Good point. Good point. How according to the way the Rashi explains it, do you see that where the blood that that is cutting four chalas? Because batsa kulishirusa means he cut through all the chalas. Not not like Rashi learns of the chala that you're eating. He took a chunk the size that he was going to eat the whole meal. Batsa kulishirusa cut through the whole the whole set of chalas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, even if normally you take one challah, if you have a lot of company, everyone agrees you're allowed to cut through both challahs. It's not a deviation from the minig of cutting the bottom challah. If you go like the gra, you could cut through both challahs. If, if you're going to use both challahs, you could go like the gra and cut through straight both of them at once so everyone gets from the Lecha Mishnah Everyone gets from those two chalas. Okay, one last gemara in the sugya. Now this, and as right now you're probably thinking the Rajma learned the gemara much much better than Rashi, because like the Rajma, it's mamish a progression in in how you do lecha mishnah from one thing to the next. Well, like everybody, this last gemara is just tangential. So like Rashi, the tangent started one line earlier. Like the Rajma, the tangent started one line later. When they would happen to, when they would get a hold of, the bread of the Erev. So as we know, in order to make Erev Chatseris, which we all have, in order for me to be able to carry in Baltimore, we have to share food. Which means what, what we do with an Erev is we make this into one big Rosh now that is doable because there's no Rosh Hashanah in Baltimore. Since there's no Rosh Hashanah, at least 
without the beltway, even could be with the beltway, but for sure without the beltway, there's no rishis around this. Between, between my house and your house, there's no rishis arabims. So we make it one big rishis ayachad, which is part one with the with the Erev, which is a wall. Part two is it's only one house if we share food. So we share food. There's a box of matzis on the <coughs> on the top of the shrunk in the parkaitz uh, haguda that is the the food that we all share together. So nowadays that you know we don't mind if it's stale, so we keep one air for the whole year. But back in the day, they'll make an air of every Shabbos. Rabami and Rabasi, if they would get a hold of that challah that they made the air for with, that would trump everything we discussed in this whole sugi. Shalem, Prusa, Gishmak, Menech Arab Secha, Menech Prusa Secha Shlema. Rabami and Rabasi said if they got a hold of the Erev Chala, that would trump Allah Cheshbainis, and they would make Hamaytzi on that. When they would get a hold of the bread of the Erev, they would make Hamaytzi on that. Don't say just Shabbos or just weekday, but in general, if, that, if this was ever part of the equation, and yet any other Cheshbainis, it sounds like even maybe like it would trump the wheat barley cheshbon, or the whole wheat regular wheat, or the bad wheat good wheat cheshbon. It sounds like this is like a major like a rank puller. If they would ever get a hold of an air of challah, that's what they would make the on. Why? Amri, they would say, since one mitzvah has already been done with it, we should do with it another, another mitzvah. So there's a Meiri over here. The Meiri says, that this is the source that w- this made us into our our like way of acting. That whenever we get a hold of a of a mitzvah, we do another mitzvah with it if possible. <coughs> it's not very common, but in other words, this concept. So he brings two examples, Demiri. Number one, you're supposed to take your hadasim from from your lulav and put them in your besam. I've seen people do this. That that why. You know, I don't need uh, the habits is over. After you shake it, it's not mukts anymore, and and your besamim doesn't need to be from there. But from this gemara says the miri, if you could take one mitzvah and do another mitzvah with it, it's better. The other example the miri does this I, I didn't see anyone do, is that you're supposed to take the psilis from hadlakis nares Friday night and use that to make havdalah. That if if this psila was used for one mitzvah, it should be used for another mitzvah. Where does this concept come from that just because one mitzvah was done with it, you should do another mitzvah, this gemara is the source of it. And that ends, that ends the sugya of which, um, which piece of bread or which type of challah you should make a mitzvah. So we'll stop here. Again, there's no chabura tomorrow.